Welcome to the Turf Nutrition and Management Podcast. Here we talk about the professional turf manager, the ever-changing products, and the business side of owning a turf management company. Whether this is your first year or your 20th, we hope to have an open discussion that we all can relate with and continue to grow a successful business in the green industry. We hope you enjoy this episode. Hey guys, welcome back. Today, uh, Doug and myself, we have a, a guest with us today that we're pretty excited about. As we continue this journey as a turf manager, um, it's it's really important to us that we offer the most sustainable products for our, our customers, but also for our environment. And then third, for the results that we want to get so that maybe we can restrict some other products that may be costing too much on one end and we can replace them with something that's going to actually give us a, a better result to that. So today we are joined with Mark Nichols. Um, he's actually on the road today, so if it's a little crackly, that's okay, but he's coming back across the country and he, he was fortunate enough to give us the time to pick his brain and uh, to talk about really his company that he's with, but also the main product that we want to talk about today. So good morning, Mark. How are you? Good morning, Kevin. I am fantastic. Thank you. Awesome. Now, you said you were driving through Kentucky right now? I, I am. I am. I'm on my way from uh, basically from uh, I woke up in St. Louis and on my way to uh, Nashville right now and then finally back home in the North Georgia Mountains. Wow. That's a trip. <laughs> Beautiful, though. That's awesome. It is nice to see, you know, especially are you driving alone? I am. Yeah. So I, I'm a really good driver alone. When, when I have company in the car, it, it kind of you're working off of their schedule, but man, if I can just get myself behind the wheel, I could head out to California by myself and and not miss a beat. But um, once you have to be on the schedule, of others it's a little more difficult. So beautiful perk to my job. Yeah, I guess. Yeah, it is. Um, so why don't you just go into explaining the company you're with, you represent, and the wonderful product sure. that we want to talk about today, which is our your O2YS. Okay, simple enough. Basically, I'm going to give you just a little bit of history. Back in 2001, I was a general manager of an extremely large installation landscaping company, uh, offices in Atlanta, key offices, but also did work in Charlotte and Nashville. We, we dealt with a lot of things, and I was introduced to the very first version of this product. It was called Organisan back then, and I used it. And I used the product, short story, I used the product for nine years. When I was first described what this quote-unquote organism product was, I was told all these words that I'd never heard before, like chitosin, yucca, and, and other different things that really didn't make any sense to me because I really didn't want to listen. I was too busy doing other things. So all of a sudden, I used these products, and I saw things happen that I'd never seen happen before could not equate them. I could not bring them to any type of an idea why they were happening. So needless to say, I just let them happen. Kept going on and on and on. And then all of a sudden in 2006, 2007, a lot of people might remember, might not. There was a drought in the Southeast and key in Atlanta. And that was back when Sonny Pardue was our governor. And we had complete water restrictions put on things that they were wanting people to take three minute showers and Sonny Pardue took out a front page on the Atlanta Constitution paper. It said it's a badge of honor to have a dead lawn and a dirty car. Things that when you're running a landscaping company, you really don't want to read. 
so these things were going on, and all of a sudden we found out that they, they, they put together a little water police service, which was interesting because if you were caught either outdoor watering, watering your car, washing your car, watering your lawn, whatever, you were first given a, a warning, then like a $50 ticket, and then like a $500 ticket, and then like the last case, after like the fourth thing, they literally locked down your meters. So to fast forward, I was doing a huge project up in Charlotte, Valentine region. We did all that landscaping up there. And I was coming back to Atlanta one of the few times before dark. And I'm coming back to the north side of Atlanta. And there was a project that we had done before. Sorry about that. Wrong button. Don't worry. <laughs> it's always the damn long one, too. Okay, continue. I'm sorry. Oh, no worries. But I was coming back, and a lot of people have heard of Pulte Homes, B-U-L-T-E. They're a national yep. builder. And there was, uh, you know, about a three or $400,000 job that we had done, the whole entrance and common areas, but the main entrance that we had done, and we had done this back, it was right around the end of March. And I remember this story so vividly because I'm coming back, and I'm like, you know, I want to drive by this thing. And this is now like the first week in, in August. And I'm like, I just want to see what it looks like. Because, you know, when you put out that big of an entrance, and you just, you're expecting to see smoke and carnage when you come driving up. So I come driving up and all of a sudden I am like completely just so blown away with the trees were not pretty, but they had leaves. The bushes, they literally were not perfect, but they hadn't shattered. The grass looked like grass. But what really, really knocked my socks off was I turned in the entrance and normally on the entrance to the subdivision, we put literally about 10,000 pieces of of color. So four inch pots of color. And I think this was a big mix of begonias and, and other things, but I came in and the flowers were vibrant to the point that I said, you know, this is kind of uh this doesn't look right. So I went into to the subdivision superintendent's name was John. I've known him for years. And I kind of pulled up and uh, first thing in my mouth was I said, John, are you, you sneaking water out there on that entrance? <laughs> the water police must have been staking out. <laughs> Oh, goodness. He literally bowed up like he wanted to kill me. And so I'm like, what's going on? He goes, you go out there and kill that effing entrance. And I'm like, what? He brings me over every meter in his subdivision has padlocks on it. Holy because they are so convinced. Yes. They are so convinced that he's stealing water. And I'm like, all of a sudden goes back to my mind. Back to the original gentleman that told me about this original product way back when that I've been using on, you know, literally religiously. And it comes back and it's like, all right, explain to me that evapotranspiration thing that I didn't want to listen to in the beginning. So we get into that. And now nine years down the road after not being able to prove the product wrong, I was invited to join the new company that was formed. And when the company was formed, I was invited to join them with a minority ownership position. I came on board lovingly, and I had to learn all about agriculture very quick. But my first and foremost love is turf and everything involved in landscaping, and that's where I'm at now. And I oversee this entire company, but I travel around the country talking to a lot of people, and just the product is nothing but it's insanity what it does. So go ahead and you guys talking in, I'll, I'll tell you all about the product. I'm going to go 
quickly first and then Doug, and then it's going to be a fight between Doug and I to ask questions because I know we both could go for hours on this. But <laughs> No worries. Yeah, 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 I'm ready. What what I'm, I think, feeling from you, and, and Doug and I became friends and a, I'm a client of his because we have the same, basically, models in life. And it sounds like you are extremely passionate about what you sell <laughs> and you stand behind it because of your life experiences with it, correct? 100%. Yes, sir. And Absolutely. The, and those are the people that I bring into my small network that I need to trust and lean on as advisors and representatives to make myself smarter and my company bigger and better. And And I'm just excited sure. to hear that itself. And I know that what you're going to talk about for the next amount of time we talk is going to be directly from the sure. heart, and I really appreciate that. So, Doug, you you get into it, and trust me, I've got a list of things to talk about. <laughs> Good deal. Well, Mark, and uh, like Kevin said, thanks for joining us today. It's great to get some uh, very well you know, vendors on our uh, podcast, so it's not just Kevin and I talking all the time about numbers, because everybody wants to learn in this industry, and it's a uh, this is just a platform that we decided to do. We've actually been talking about it for quite a while, but we just started this winter, and uh, I think it's going pretty good so far. But anyway, so so I think one of the, the uh, things that we all have a difficult time is selling to our customer or even our homeowner is the use of a product like this number one as a surfactant, but then number two is a plant health aspect. So if you could touch on that a little bit, um, sure. that would be awesome. And then we this will kind of lead into the next set of questions that probably we're both going to have. Love to, love to. All right, the, the thing about our product that makes it key, yes, the O2YS product, if you just read the label, it is, it is registered as an adjuvant. It says spreader, sticker, adjuvant. Biggest reason why it reads like that in the beginning, we were uh, cheap, for lack of a better term. The product has so many different aspects that it works in. It, it, it'll work as a fungicide, as an insecticide, and a maticide. Like I said, it cuts transpiration. It'll work on cold tolerance. It'll work on shelf life. It does all those things. So the easiest thing is just have the adjuvant label. But going back to why it does what it does. The, the key ingredient in, in that product and all of our others is chitosan, C-H-I-T-O-S-A-N. And chitosan is a manufactured process of chitin, C-H-I-T-I-N. Chitin, just on the outside scale, just so people understand, it is, it's the second most abundant polymer on the planet behind cellulose. Anything with an external skeleton, when it goes back into nature, becomes chitin, okay? So in, this, in the ocean, shrimp cells, uh, shrimp, crabs, lobster, mollusk, anything with an external skeleton. On Earth, any type of an insect. Could you imagine just you, you open up walls? I mean, you know how many prolific cockroaches are in certain parts of the world? That's all chitin. So everything goes back into nature, and it all becomes chitinolytic organisms, chitinolytic bacteria, chitinolytic fungi, chitinolytic everything. It's kind of fun. So, when you put chitosan, this manufactured product of chitin, you put it back into the soils and back into the plants, it raises it raises another kite word. Now, I hate to keep going into these because people lose track, but I had to learn all this myself because I couldn't just say, believe the unbelievable. 
too long. But the, the chitinase, there you go, told you, Doug. But the, when the chitinase levels are raised, chitinase just happens to be also the enzyme that dissolves chitin. So all of these pressures that you have in your soils and in your grasses and in your plants and such, most of the bugs that, you know, either pierce, suck, or chew, chitin is in their mouth part or body part, or even in the nematodes, the little stylet that digs into the roots is made of chitin. So when you've raised these chitinase levels, you basically, you dissolve their little pretty mouths and their little pretty stylets, and they basically back off and die because they can no longer feed, which is horrible. And then the, the fungals and the bacterias all work that certain way. But then the really, really cool thing is when you get out into different things, and I know you guys are going to ask tons of questions, so I'll just try to briefly cover this part right now. No need to be brief. You're, you're hearing, no, it's okay. But all these guys are in the marketplace now. You, you hear guys that, you know, X has a brand-new bacillus product or X is now selling a trichoderma product. And all the different trichodermias, trichoderma arsiana seems to be one that's real popular. They've got Pseudomonas products. They've got Bopharia bassiana products. Guess what's really cool about all these positive fungi? They're all chitinolytic organisms. So when you put out our product with our completely tailored chitosin, with the other saponins that we mix with it and the inerts that are in there, you bring all these things and you raise their populations. So it's like going into battle and you've raised all the populations of your good guys. And what's really cool is, you know, I work with a lot of guys that are very religious around the country, which is, you know, wherever your stand is, I don't know, God did make this place. You know, uh, Mother Nature's got a sense of humor, but she's, uh, she's pretty much in charge. So when you get in that playing field and you bring the good guys even if you have effects against the bad guys, the more good guys you have on your team, you're always going to win. So let's leave it at that, and you guys start asking me some questions. Well, I will go first in a, in a statement of, um, I've said this a million times, I wish I had the passion to learn the way I'm learning now back in high school. I'd be dangerous, really. It, because oh, would that be cool? What, you just dumbed down something extremely complex in our ecosystem that we deal with and as turf managers when most people get into it sure there's plenty of educated guys out there that probably have some degrees that explain this very well but right. most of us get into it coming from let's say the landscape or the low lawn maintenance business where we were Amen. just tired yeah. and we want to move on to the the better easier supposedly profitable stuff and we understand some simple plant biology but we really yep. never get to learn and understand even at all the credit semin seminars <laughs> that we have to do how technical what we are doing is doing. It, it, it's awesome. It's, oh, it absolutely blows it, me it, away. It's crazy, but no matter... And listen, I, I'm one of these guys that I like to pin rows on myself for the one reason that I have hired people much smarter than myself to work with and for me, just for the mere reason that, you know, that old adage that you can't soar like an eagle if you surround yourself with turkeys. I like being surrounded by eagles, but what's really wild about the eagles, they use words that I kid them, and I, I kid them, I don't know if it's real or not, I think they make half of them up because the words are too big. And I'm like, please explain this to me where I can understand it. And then they're like, I'm like, you really can't get that stupid, but hey, make me understand. 
And that's where I've gotten a lot of where I come from because now I do understand. And as an owner operator, you know, I don't hire anyone. I don't have anyone on my staff. I was down that road, corporate, 300 people in the, in the lawn care business, yada, yada, yada. Oh, yeah. But what I do and we preach on this program is hire smarter people. I have a wonderful bookkeeper who's remote. Shout out to Megan Colbury, <laughs> landscapingbookkeeper.com. She's amazing. Her and her husband. I, I pay a staff, but I pay them through outside sources and I partner myself with people smarter than me, Doug Gray, yourself, all the other guests we've had on here, because I need those resources of having that that group around me that is smarter than me to help me move forward. And and th- this is the exciting part and really the reason why Doug and I wanted to talk so much on the air about all this is because there's so many people in our shoes, smaller, just starting off, or maybe bigger, and, and we say this all the time, you only know what you know. And there's so much more out there that can make you stronger, better, more efficient. You know, the part that Doug and I have talked, I've always, you know, Doug, Doug's got a great deal on seed going on and I've locked in my prices and he talked about the savings I'm going to have. And I've, I've told him, I says, I won't have any savings because what I've budgeted for my seed off of last year's prices is going to be spent basically with better products to offer better service to my customers. So I don't get callbacks, so it's a healthier environment for the lawn, for the families that are around the lawn, and it makes my job easier. Right. That that investment and, and, and is so worth you, it. When you bring in the O2YS to decrease your germination time, protect the rise of spear of the seed, and get those roots out deeper and longer, you're going to be like, oh, wow, all right, got to do this too. So there you go. All right, Doug, you got to go. <laughs> Dude, I'm... Trust me, I learn as we go as well, and like this is all great information, even for the, the some of us who think we might know it all. We don't. We, we never know it all. We're all you never. always have to learn in this industry, no matter how smart or you know whatever that word I want to say. I'm not going to say that on air. You know whether you know <laughs> you always have to learn in this industry. You know what I mean? So. Mark, as we get as our industry gets into a more sustainable and um, there's another word out there, regenerative uh, industry that's going on. And um, as our industry gets to this level, you know, how do we, as a lawn care provider like Kevin or turf manager like Kevin, um, how to go to his customers to explain all this? Because, you know. If anyone knows me at all, this is all I talk about. Um, maybe that's my stumbling block, and I don't know how to get to it, tell them, or not tell them, but suggest to them how to speak to their customer about it, um, because I get so passionate about these things that sure. I'm just so damn excited to talk about them, I might miss words. So maybe you can kind of <laughs> give some insight Doug, on Doug, one, of the, one of the wild things is, is you bring up the terms regen and regenerative, sustainable, sustainable agriculture. Our company, we're, we're on the forefront and the leading edge. We're, we're some of the major and key sponsors of some of the largest regen conferences in the country, but in the ag field. And, and you're talking about you learn stuff every day. The ag field, you know, 10 years ago when I first started going out and talking to large groups of farmers and co-op groups, large different you know, distributors, best in the bionutical, biosutrics, any type of the biofields, this was all new and wild. This was the Wild West. 
And now you have, you know, now you have the big chemical companies with all the bad hype that they've gotten on different things that are killing all of us. They've gotten the hype that, you know, we better start looking at things that are more sustainable and more, you know, attainable and also are going to be regenerative. And so the best way that I find when I'm talking to people that are working in their yards or working with school systems on the turf, you know, and, and I, I think I was joking with you when we were talking about the GIS, the golf industry show, you know, there's a lot, there's a huge thing about mouth cancer of guys that put their teeth in their mouth. And it's true. And, you know, and, and, and I don't want to get to get crude, but there's a lot of guys when you watch them, especially the pros, they'll get up, they'll actually lick their balls. That's and why I'm I, like, that's why I don't play golf. <laughs> that's exactly why I don't play golf. <laughs> you guys do not take the visual incorrectly. But the whole thing is, these balls have rolled across more toxic chemicals than you can ever shake a stick at. And I'm like, you know what? With every single product that we make, everything in our entire arsenal, even our EPA licensed nematicides and fungicides, if my granddaughters or my grandsons or anybody fell into a giant tank of this product ready to go out and do its job, they would be fine. They would be safe. And so when you're talking to homeowners, listen, we are going to great strides to put things in your yard that are not only going to work better and longer than anything that you've ever had in your lawn, they are all safe and sustainable. And that normally will start the conversation into, wow, so there's things available like that. Yes, and we learn more every day. So that's, you know, I mean, if you're looking for a key in, that's normally a good one. You know, Mark, we, Kevin and I kid this about this a lot because, you know, homeowners, you know, they we talk about safety of products and, the first question out of homeowners' mouths is, is it safe for my dog? Doesn't, you know, not that they don't think want it safe for their kids, but that's always the first question. Is it safe for my dog? And, you know, this is why, you know, I talk about these kinds of products is because this is where we're going. Whether we all want to believe it or not, this is the industry we're going to become. It's starting, but it's going to become more in the next couple of years. And, we just like being ahead of the curve. For for all the right reasons, we want to be ahead of the curve. You know, offering better products. And two, we're having restrictions on we're having restrictions on, on nitrogen in, in many states. Can you explain how this can help in supplementation to reduction of nitrogen and actually getting better results with using less nitrogen? Is that possible? be happy to. All right, two things. Kydison is going to work for you because nitrogen will, I mean, Kydison will extend the life of nitrogen, will help you to use less because of the way that Kydison moves things through the plant and the way that Kydison will help store things for the plant. But then also the other key ingredient in the O2YS product is yucca. Yucca shidagira to be exact, but yucca is a urease inhibitor, which means it will extend the life of the nitrogen. So, too, you're able to use less and extend the life. So, I, I've got, I was just with a group of uh, farmers yesterday that, with the type of management they're doing, they've been able to cut their nitrogen in less than half and still get the same, you know, incredible crops that they're getting. So, 
and and that had to thing. that had to been huge for them because of the spike of urea costs that they've had to deal with and and reduction of nutrients they've probably used on their fields. What? Not just urea. I mean, all the way across. Yeah, you're the, right. The, all the macros. And ammonia, everything. It's yeah, it's gone way up. So, how would you correlate to a farmer that the cost of my product is going to one outweigh the cost you're paying in nitrogen and could it possibly actually be more economical for them across the board yes awesome all the above that's that, that's a simple answer yeah there, there's people that i'm not going to mention names but doug knows them that they have been able to literally cut ingredients in their applications by major amounts and have actually even gotten better results with doing so now, when do you recommend these applications? Is it a one application per, per round? Is it multiple throughout the season? What, what's the best use of to be the, the best, the, the most economical to our clients as well to our pocket? Sure. All right. If we're talking about someone that is growing grass for a living, like a turf farm or something like that, we recommend going out about every three weeks because we're pushing regeneration, we're pushing growth, and we're pushing roots down. If we're talking about a homeowner type situation, during the growing season, I would still recommend about once a month just to keep everything firing up, keep the color, and be able to keep the, the hot and cold tolerance. And from a fungicidal aspect, it's, it's kind of cool. I kind of made up a word that... Uh, Kind of, uh, you know, you don't have to talk about the words I've made up, but the whole thing is the way that Kaisen works with the models, when it gets really, really hot and dry, it will basically throttle those down and hold moisture up in the plant, grass, whatever it is, hold it up to help it survive droughts. But the complete opposite happens when you get into a very, very wet event. Kaisen will actually work with the health of the plant to completely open just the models all the way up to allow that plant to drain so it's not going to drown. So you get some more so, transpiration that way. Correct. Now, so, so it Mark, will increase you know, and decrease. Yes. Mark, you, we, we have, here in New Jersey, we have some areas, and it's what you had just said kind of made me ask this question, and this is the whole purpose sure. of doing these things. Um, we have some areas that we just tend to over-fertilize because it's just on our schedule, right? Yep. So, um, and just so you know, most lawn care guys are about every six weeks. Um, first, that's the first question I had. Do you think six weeks is okay? Um, will you see some negativity towards it? Because uh, that's about where we're at. Maybe five weeks. Or Absolutely not. Absolutely not. I mean, if you're going out with the rounds with, with, with chemical lawn care or what have you, you're going to be fine on their regular routes because they normally come out early with their pre-emergence and they come out with their post-emergence and they come out with color. They come out with nutrients. Just with within their apps, they're going to be able to get the benefits on each of the other things they're using plus the benefits of the grass. So, yes, very fine. Okay. And, and just to back up from in the early 80s, I was actually a manager of a chemical lawn care company in Atlanta. So it's, uh, I got a little bit of a background with that also. So just fun. Um, well, you know, we have a lot of towns here in our New Jersey area that 
a lot of trees, a lot of shade. And, you know, we just continue just to put fertilizer down because it's what we do. That's all, again, we only know what we yep. know. Um, and I feel that this is a product that, you know, don't get me wrong, maybe spoon feed it with a little nitrogen, you know, spraying wise. Um, yeah. And then maybe down the road here, we're going to get this product on granular fertilizer and lime. Um, but, you know, I feel like if we did this, we would reduce the ends in these areas that are shade and maybe keep grass alive longer in the summer months. Because, I mean, I know a community by me, Haddonfield, New Jersey, that's one of the biggest things that, you know, we see is that lawns are great spring and fall, right? I mean, everybody, I mean, it's hard to not keep the lawn green spring and fall. It's the summer months. No, you're, you're, you're hammering home exactly where I saw the biggest keys to the product back when I was landscaping. I didn't see those diminished returns coming in the midsummer, late summer. You know, with all your cool season grasses, you normally want to keep them all looking great. You automatically assume that August are going to look like, you know, less than adequate, and you're automatically right. going to start receding middle of September. Right. Those things, you're still going to want to receive middle of September, but you're not going to have those, those peaks and valleys. The grass is not going to get bad looking before you recede it. Just saying. And that's kind of where I'm going with this because it's, you know, I see it all the time. You know, we over-fertilize. I mean, me personally, I do speak about this even with our organic products, like reduce the nitrogen in the summer yep. so it's yep. not sucking. And, you know, you don't have a lot of disease problems. I mean, obviously that's not a cure-all to end-all, but it is a good point. But if we can then in turn, you know, use this to, let's just say we're putting a tenth of a pound of nitrogen down with it. Yep. And with maybe some soil stimulants as well, and kind of get that more sustainable and more regenerative program going on. Doug, that's exactly what I was going to say. The moment that we started this topic, we were talking about regen, and we were talking about mm -hmm. renewable, and we were talking about sustainable. When you start empowering this wonderful, magnificent soil gift that God gave us with the proper tools and the proper nutrients, guess what? The soil will build its own nitrogen. All them little amoebas and those little protozoas in there, they will poop out more nitrogen than the earthworms. They will make nitrogen for you. When you look off into the woods and you wonder how those woods maintain themselves so magnificently without lawn care, you're like, all right, something's going on out there that we're missing. So yes, keep grass at its forefront, the pinnacle of its beauty, but the whole thing is, is while you're building health and regeneration into the soils, you're going to see the sustainability happen. I use that correlation all the time. You, you look out in the forest and <laughs> there's more trees growing out there on top of each other. And then Mrs. Jones plants a sugar maple out in the front yard and can't get it above two inch caliper because it's constant water. <laughs> it's constant nutrients of the wrong type. You got sod right up to the root yeah. flare. Um, it, it's true. Mother Nature yeah. is no joke. I mean, she's she's got a really good thing going. Yeah, she's she's. I got... mean, she's out aerating every night. I mean, she's out there verticutting. She's doing all <laughs> these things to maintain her grass. And hey, it just happens. So, no, th those things are all. You just start playing into it and watching what happens, and just you, you start all of a sudden being like, first of all, you got to realize you're not really in charge. And then all of a sudden, then you can go back and say, you know what? This is the achievement I'm trying to achieve. 
the look I'm trying to achieve, how do I best get there? And these are, these are tools. So what if a lawn care company or turf manager is trying to implement your program and you know their program is already built for the year, their budget's built, when would, let's say they're a five-step program, six-step program, if they had to be limited, what would be the best time to get a couple applications out that you'd see the best results? I would go out as early in the year, coming out of dormancy or just coming into the season. Send the and truck, I Doug. I would go out probably. Excuse me? <laughs> I tell Doug to send the truck. I haven't gone out yet. Let's go. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Get, get, you know, I, everybody talks about that old adage, you know, uh, an ounce of prevention is worth a pound of cure. When you're talking kindison, it is the ultimate preventative because the earlier you get out with it, it gets so many mechanisms fired up in the plants and in the soil that you just want that as early as possible because it's going to help with everything else through the year. But then if I was just only going to do one more app, I would probably come back right at the beginning of the summer just to give me some added protection. But what I would do if I was, you know, you said X guy out there, I would probably look at my rates. And me being in my position, I can never tell you to do anything at all that's not properly labeled rates. But I can tell you that if you actually look at your your guides and you will see that there's a uh, looks like a little gas meter. You've got full rate, mid rate, and low rate. You can go to your lowest rate and get the maximum effect when you add the O2YS product to your mixes very cool the way that works because they can save a lot of money and get all those other aspects and when you say there, there, there's a go ahead the low rates the low rates on the nutrition level the lowest listed rate the uh, lowest listed rate for the the product control the product product the lowest uh-huh. even control you know, products. their lowest labeled rate really yes sir interesting yeah. very interesting now yeah. any properties I know lime is a, it's a tricky word, pH buffering uh-huh. and, and all that. And, you know, I focused on the type of lime that I'm going to put down or products to substitute lime to really stimulate microbiology in the soil. Could this be, could you get better beneficial results from this product than actually going out with a calcium lime? I'm not going to say that we want to bypass or replace anything because everything has a, uh, a necessary in, in, in the, in the life of things. I would look at, I would look at smaller amounts of additives in more balanced ratios. I would look at, you know, my calcium magnesium ratios. I would look at different ratios more than just trying to hit calcium because there, there's, there's losses and gains all the way across the board. But one of the things, and, and I keep going back to this cotton-picking kind of some molecule, but it'll help you guys understand where I'm going with these things. When you have products mixed with kytosin, the cool thing is, is there, there's all sorts of terms. I've heard them described as me as translaminar, transdermal, the movement in the plant. You know, every plant, no matter what it is, has a xylem and a flow. Okay? You've got things moving up and down in the cardiovascular system. doesn't matter if it's grass or a giant oak tree. They all have it is xylem phloem mobile it doesn't matter what it is and there's a lot of products you'll put out that are either xylem mobile or phloem mobile 
but you put them out together with Tyson, all of a sudden you're going to translocate everything through that plant and get it to where it's bioavailable to that plant all the way across the board. So when you realize how that's working and you start cutting back on other things, yes, you need all the things that you need. You need your boron, your zinc, your molybdenum, your iron, all the different periodic table that you need to grow something. But you'll start realizing that in measured units, you can use less and get still maximum output when you have that kind of molecule added to what you're doing. Does that help at all? Oh, 100%. Yeah. Okay. So, so, Mark, let's talk about, like, um, you know, one of the biggest things that I talk about, especially this time of the year, um, when we get into herbicide, you know, about, you know, your water quality, pH, and all that kind of stuff. Um, because oh, yeah. it's, it, I mean, I mean, I hate to say it, but I just feel like a lot of us don't realize, you know, what it need, what it really means to have your pH buffered correctly when we're going out and spraying. Because oh man, you know, and I know, like with your product, you know, it's best. Well, it's not best. It, we need the pH between four and a half and five, um, ideally. So if you could just below five, I would be happy to. Okay. Okay. This is, this is one of my pet peeves because you didn't get me rolling on the pH thing. Good. I need to learn. (laughs) I was taught. Okay. I was taught back and I know I'm going to use the glyphosate word and I know it's taboo in the industry, but guess what? It's still used a lot. The, the, the understanding that when roundup first was Monsanto, Back in the mid-70s, I was working with the company. We actually had a Monsanto rep that came out and told us how to properly use Roundup. I guess I'm blessed to be older, but the key is when we were told to use it, I was told to always mix it with half water and half vinegar. I'm like, okay. I never did anything different than that, and Roundup always worked for me. So all of a sudden, fast forward, I get into this industry, and I'm going out and I'm calling on farmers growing Roundup Ready crops. So, yes, as Doug touched on, our product has to be the pH adjusted tank mix to five or below or do not use our product. I will adamantly tell you, if you're not going to adjust your tank mix, do not use our product because it's just, it ain't going to work. So, that being said, I'm on a farm talking to a farmer about adding this to his his crops and he says when's the best time to go out and i said if it was me i would add it with my roundup at burn down and i'd come out with your first pesticide application somewhere around b4 now we're talking ag again so just bear with me all of a sudden the farmer's looking at me like i just grew a third eye there's crickets in the room going on he says what do you mean adjust the ph and i'm like uh hey chief roundup's supposed to go out between four and five and he's, you know, still going. He goes, well, my water's eight, and it seems to work just fine. I'm like, really? And then all of a sudden, his next thing out of his mouth is all these these weeds that the Roundup just all of a sudden has become resistant to him. Yeah, he's got Palmer Amaranth. He's got Nutsedge. He's got Water Hip. He's got a whole list of things that Roundup doesn't kill anymore. I'm like, go figure. I said, what does the uh, big chem- chemical rep tell you when you tell him the product didn't work? He goes, oh, buy more. Like, that's my boy. But the whole <laughs> thing is, you can pick up your little telephone and just you just Google. Just say, hey, Google, what is the recommended pH for a Roundup application? Oh, 
the recommended pH is between four and five. And you just play. I'm like, whether you do or not, it's in the instructions. So pH is so critical in many, many things. You should not use a pesticide or a herbicide without adjusting the pH. There's many other products out there that people use on a daily basis that you're supposed to be adjusting that pH. They don't. But when they do, it's like a miracle. Lights go off. They're like, wow, that's really cool. Magic bullet. Magic. Exactly. They're like, why has anybody never told me this? I guess they wanted Christmas bonuses. I don't know. (laughs) So just to be clear, O2YS doesn't buffer. You need to buffer prior to adding O2YS. Correct. We we recommend, and, and, it, and this recommend thing comes from a long line of learning, and this long line of learning has added us to add a product to our repertoire, which we sell as a zero margin, which is a citric acid. It is a 100% citric acid. We went ahead and had it named, and we gave it an adjuvant badge. It's called Citrusan. And guess what? We also had it organic certified by Omri. And I think we have the only organically certified uh, citric acid in the country. Because we have people calling us from all over the world and country all the time wanting to buy our organic citric acid. Like, all right. But that being said, you can use acidic acid. You can use citric acid. What you do not want to use ever, ever, ever is any phosphoric or phosphorus acid. What happens when you use those acids, it basically contradicts the chitosan. We'll bring it out of solution. It's, it's not pretty. But we learned this, these things the hard way. <laughs> so we're dialed in now. So can you explain to the end user on the process of how to adjust their pH, whether it's your product or somebody else's? Absolutely. Um, All right. Put in, you know, whichever tank you're going to use. Number one, make, it, make sure it's clean because Kydeson will clean your tank. Just throwing that out there. Make sure your tank is clean. Put the amount of water that you're going to use. Normally, our little citrus sand packets in, in the five-gallon bucket, there's 40, 14-ounce packets. Each packet will 100% take care of 100 gallons of water. So let's use a 100-gallon tank as, for instance. Put the tank, fill it full of water, put the citrus sand in there, tanks, it's agitating. If you're going to add, you know, a herbicide or whatever you're going to add to it, whatever your mix is you're doing on that day, put all of that in. Our product, our O2YS, will always be the very last thing to go into that tank because it's a tremendous polymer. If you don't believe me, wait till every single nozzle clogs. You're calling <laughs> Doug. Doug calls me, and it's not a good day. So put everything I've in there. I've lived that in the past. Oh. Not with you, oh, yeah. but with somebody else. I had to do oh, that. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> I've lived it, too, and I've also been the guy calling. So, And I know my feelings <laughs> at the time I was calling, and it's not good. Right. So yeah. when, when you've got that mix in there right, if you've never done the mix before, I always recommend a simple compatibility test. Just get a plastic water bottle. Take the mix that you've got in there, dip it in, Fill it up, put one drop of the O2 in there, shake it up. If you don't see snot, go to town. Very, very simple. After you've done it a few times, you're going to know what it mixes with. But get the O2 in there and then go. But we're always last and we always buffer everything prior to anything else going in. In that order. 
So quick math. Hey, I'll give I'm you. Sorry? I'll give you a quick math example. My water runs out at sure. six point five. Wow, that's low. That's good. What, good, good. What do What are we looking at for packs per hundred gallon of of my water? I would still say the same pack because what's really cool about citric acid, and not to use a term and beat it to death, but it's idiot proof. <laughs> if you get it too low, you're still golden. Awesome. Because most water is going to come out around eight. And if you're at 6.5, you're fantastic. Yeah, it's... And, uh, it, you know, like I tell everybody... It fluctuates a little bit, but I'm well, so it's 6.5 to 7.2, which is weird. We've got wells down in South Georgia and northern Florida and such that the wells are real close to big pine thickets. They've actually got water coming out of their wells that's right around, you know, 5.8, low 6s. So you're like, well, how much do I use here? I said, same. And then we got guys that are close to none. I'm like, same. So it's all good. <laughs> So it's that easy. Throw a pack in per 100, walk away almost. Absolutely. And that way the guys are like, well, I don't have a pH meter. Just do this and leave it alone. Have fun. Okay. Nice. Hell, I'll give you the $14 pH meter if that's <laughs> the case. But um, Yeah, exactly. One, well, I'm sure you know, you know the lawn care market. We just don't spray by hand anymore. We spray out of, uh, you know, LT Rich machines and um, uh, what's the other one? Steel, Steel green. green. And things like that. So, yeah. you know, we might have a 15-gallon tank, 20-gallon tank, 40-gallon tank. And these guys are, you know, I mean, I don't recommend it. I recommend water volume. Um, oh. So, but a lot will go, try to go at a half gallon per thousand. Right. We'll, like, so that, that's about 20 gallons per acre, right? Correct. So how do they, these guys get their tanks buffered with this stuff and then in turn, Will O2IF help their spray in those low-volume uh, situations? Oh, absolutely. Yeah, Actually, when you're talking 20 gallons per acre, it's not that low of a volume. You know, when I've got guys out in, in – when I've got guys in Idaho and Montana that are putting – you know, filling up airplanes, and they're flying out, and they're literally putting three gallons of total liquid per acre, I'm like, do what? And I'm like, but they do, and it works. So, you know, I people ask me optimum. Oh, you can Sir. prove me wrong on that one. I'm just always a big advocate of water. Um, oh, no, I, so I, I want the water. We we recommend okay. if you call up and say, Mark, what is the best case scenario? I'll say a minimum of 20 gallons per acre. That's what okay. I'll say. Okay. But does that always happen? No. No, not at all. Because I get it a lot, especially right now as we're getting into spray season. You know, I have guys with the, the permagreens, and I think, Kevin, correct me if I'm wrong, but I've never used a permagreen. I believe they come standard at a, with a third a gallon nozzle. Am I correct on that one? Oh, well, I know the three manufacturers, Steel Green, LT Rich, and Permagreen are a third. I, outside of that, I'm not sure, but that's what typically comes with a new machine when you buy it. And Permagreen is wow. very difficult to get up past that third of an ounce just because of their pump system. And maybe the newer ones are better. I was an old Permagreen Ultra, and if guys have out, out there rode those things, they know they were working um, but yeah. you know, the, the great thing about it is the machines now have the flexibility to increase your water volume compared to the days of running just the permagreen. So, you know, I went from a third to a half last year, this coming year, I'm going out at a full gallon rate, nice. which should make a, a world of difference. Yes. It 
it's going to be difficult with the amount of water that's carried for the day per your route. But I think I think the results are going to pay for that inconvenience. One of one of the uh, one of my customers uses this product already or has in the past, and one of the things that he this goes back to what Mark was saying. Um, one of the things that he saw was he could use lower spray volumes with using this product. Um, and as we all know, like a fungicide application, most fungicides in today's world in the residential market, you can't use a contact. And he actually saw very good results, you're still using the systemic product with using O2YS. So, um, and that probably goes to where, you know, the chitosan is getting the, the product inside the plant, uh, so waiting until it gets water in and working translaminar. So, um, yep. very important thing in our market today to know because, you know, we want, we need fungicides to work better because they don't work by themselves. <laughs> And I know that's hard for you and to say, Doug. Of, well, and also, guys, also what I was going to say is on the fungicides, what you also will learn that a lot of the, the more commonly used fungicides, they will literally stop, and I do mean stop, all active biology in that plant for two or three days, Yeah, which it's not good. So... That, that's where a good diet of O2YS will help you greatly reduce fungicides and possibly replace them. Just say it. And that's off-label. Sorry. And Speaking of label. You were asking a question, Kevin? Yeah. And I don't know if you even want to go down this path. It's really about recommended usage per acre. Is that something that you yep. can talk about without you know being held um, you know, to a fine line? No. I can, I can, I can definitely talk about that. But all I will just tell you is, our product always goes out at a pint per acre. Okay, always. That is our recommended rate. That is our labeled rate. Everything else like that. When we are mixed with other products, back to that adjuvant quality, you can dial back any product we're mixed with down to its lowest labeled rate and get maximum efficiency. Just saying. So when we, when and we. Other people Go ahead. Well, when we break it down as the turf manager, quick math, that's like a third of an ounce per 1,000 square foot of your product. Yeah, you guys would do that much better than I. Yep, I get it. I mean, you, you've, you're you used to feeding corn stalks to turf, and it, it's tough. But when we do it every single day, yeah. um, okay. Right. That, again, that seems like I, a... I need eyedroppers eye to uh, give the people to... Uh, to put this rate in these uh, spray tanks because uh, the rate on it is 0.37 ounces per thousand. There you go. But, you know, so, <laughs> you know what I mean? So 20. But also on, on, that, on that same token, Doug, I'll have farmers ask me about how much to use in their, uh, their, their garden, in their backyard, you uh, know, behind their farmhouse. And I'll say, guys, you can put a cup in your backpack sprayer. And it's not going to be too much or too little. It will, it will use it. So that's that potential. Right. Zero, well, that's zero burn potential, zero, zero problems at all. You can't, this is, like I said, this product is completely idiot proof. <laughs> well, one of the things. I don't, I don't mean to beat that up, but no. I've worked with a couple. <laughs> we, we're, we've been talking about turf, um, you know, and that's obviously, you know, that's probably the majority of what we all do, but. 
you know, one of the benefits I see out of this is also in the ornamental market. So can you touch on that a little bit? Oh, absolutely. When you're, when you're working with ornamentals, you're going to be working with, with root systems to regenerate, you know, faster growth for starters. When you get them out and you want to market them, like if you're using container stock and different things like that, shelf life is incredibly enhanced. To give you an idea on shelf life, one of, uh, one of my close friends, whenever you look at turf around the world, most of that turf is put in containers and shipped out of Georgia, believe it or not, all over the world. Like if you're watching, you know, World Cup soccer, when you watch the Olympics down in Rio, all those golf courses, all that turf came from, from South Georgia. They treat this turf going into the containers with O2YS for shelf life. We have huge vegetable farmers that will literally, they will spray, they'll, they'll spray it in the fields, but they'll also do a post-harvest spray for shelf life. And all these things, you can, you can Google Kydeson and look at shelf life of strawberries, all these different things. You can see these things. But those are all big priority things. But where I talked about in the landscaping, the plant's survivability is amazing. So when you're talking about those type of stocks and around, even around golf courses, this is all so safe to use around all your plants. You probably want to spray your plants while you're doing it, and you don't ever have to worry about any runoff into your ponds and turf and different things like that. So didn't mean to change gears, but that's just a, another key fact. Nope, I think that's a great point. So is the best application and it for... it kill honeybees. <laughs> I'm sorry? And it doesn't kill honeybees. So it's pollinator safe. That's, that, that's a good thing. Absolutely. So with the ornamentals, is that done on a foliar spray, rent a root drench better? What's the best application for that? Let's say you're going into a new okay. new construction, putting in a foundation yep. planting. What do I do to reduce my warranty exposure on a dead plant? Oh, wow. Now you're really hitting home. Uh, that, um, that's how I started this business. Well, well, at. <laughs> yeah, amen. We, we talked about that transdermal movement. And I, and I always take that back, although I, I love turf, I take that back to greenhouses and vegetable farms. Because of the transdermal movement, anything coming out of a drip tape within 20 to 40 minutes is at the tips. Anything in a foliar spray within 20 to 40 minutes is at the exudates. So that's where that transdermal movement comes in. So the answer to your question is yes. Wow. But back landscaping, back landscaping-wise, when we would have guys drilling or digging holes, and I'm talking very, very large crews. We, we, all, we were using a product from PH, it was, it was PHC Plant Healthcare. They were little packets of used mycorrhizae. It, used, it for, like used it for years. Yeah, years. Absolutely. And you know, and you got, you got a little bit longer life, a little bit of better sustainability on your plants. And it was great. And they did a deal with John Deere Landscapes back in the day that if you were using the, the plant healthcare product, you got a longer warranty on your plants. Because yeah, I don't remember what it was. It was hundreds of years ago, but that's how it was. What I was able to do with the original version of this product when I first started using it, we'd have backpacks mixed up with just this product. And although it's an adjuvant, we were just using this product. We were spraying either the drill areas that came up or where guys were shoveling or root balls and plants as we were planting them. We literally took the reduction of losses that we were getting with plant healthcare and we cut that even further, almost in half, almost down to nothing using Kydeson. 
So I look back at that and I'm like, all right, there's a whole lot more to this shelf life thing. And that's where I go back to when we started this talk. When I came back on that job that it basically had no water for four months in a Georgia summer and nothing died. I'm like, okay, that's where that, it's not just evapotranspiration, it also comes to shelf life. So it's, it's really cool. But for flowers, holds color longer. You can sell it to greenhouses. You can sell it to anybody. They will all see these aspects. And not to go down a, a dangerous road of politics, but we know that the farmers are having difficulty in proc production for many different reasons, environmental, political, all that sure. BS. And more people are homesteading yep. and doing gardens on their own. And I'm sure yep. quite a few of us that do this for a living have gardens or our significant others have gardens in their home. It sounds like this would be yep. a remarkable product for even that use, correct? Beyond remarkable. Yeah. Yes. Everything that we've said, just take it to a higher degree. That's all. And and you could do it either way. You could do a soil treatment pre-seeding, and then also you could do it on a routine schedule of, of, of foliar application. Absolutely. Yes. All the above. Awesome. I, I, and you can spray a fruit or a vegetable and eat it while you're spraying. <laughs> so... Just saying. Just tastes like shrimp. <laughs> <laughs> no, it has no shrimp taste. And, and also, you, 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 you probably have people that are out there listening going, well, I have a seafood allergy. There's no proteins at yeah. all. It is just the shell and the guys. There's no allergies. Man, you have the answer for everything, which is amazing, Mark. I mean, this, jeez. Doug, hey, what, what you do you... You know what? Ugh. I do it every day. It's great. And, and your, pa- your passion just reeks through this. And that is so <laughs> important, really, because, you know, to be a thousand percent honest, as I always am, my filter's horrible. Um, we're, yeah, we're, putting, we're putting our reputation in the risks of you and in the risks of our sales representatives. Because yeah. springtime comes, our nose is to the ground. And literally, it can happen where you're, you're out there doing your thing, going like crazy, and maybe you get some service calls. And you panic, and I call Doug and send him a picture, and he says, do this. And I just do it. You don't fact check it. You don't Google anything. So when we hear how in-depth the knowledge you have of this product and the results and any question that we can throw at you to, to not try to trip you up but to get the correct answer, you have that topic well under your belt, which is very enlightening to us. Cause it, and Kevin, Kevin, even better than that. If you do trip me up, I do have people that are either close friends or work with me that I can immediately get to cover my butt. So it's all good. Dude, my so, my, my twelve like year edu- my twelve year education in, in the local public schools is not gonna trip anyone up, I can promise you that. <laughs> uh, you never know. You never know. Well, Kevin, um uh, or Kevin and Mark, you know, one of the things that just to kind of give you a kind of insight on, you know, some of the things that we do um, and now that this will help with 20 times over is I remember you telling me this, Kevin, like the sports fields or the soccer complex that you did last year. I can't wait. By changing things that you did, you were able to get out of a drought situation pretty much unscathed. I'll I'll tell Mark about it real quick. I believe will even make it more. Tell me about that. So, there's one uh, sports facility. I maintain a couple of them. I'm I'm blessed to have them. Love doing them. I'm actually redoing a practice f- football field this week of all the ankle breakers and all that stuff to level it off, and then that'll be a reseed once the irrigation's on. But 
this one soccer lacrosse facility, the gentleman, Mike, my kids played there when he first opened up. My kids are grown 26 years old now, so it's been there forever. He has a water water cannon that he manually drags out with his Ford Explorer to water these fields relentlessly because he doesn't have irrigation on mo- all of them. Some he does. And he's a he's a one man band with a high school kid, and his passion is for the for kids to have fun. That's that's the only reason he started this business. The name of his company is Forefathers, and it's Forefathers that got together as an investor, started one of these bubbles when bubbles really weren't heard of, and then extended to 500 square feet of outdoor turf on top of his indoor turf of three fields. His fields dried up in the drought as hard as he worked this past summer trying to keep them irrigated. And I saw him doing it. There's no question about it. I went out with sure. Doug's application round three, which is Biosynergy, Biofusion, um, with Myco, um, Octane FE. First time, my very, very first time doing liquid. And I knew it is, po- I know it's possible. It's just not done much in this area other than melting large quantities of urea and going out that way. I don't, I want to work the soil. The grass is just a secondary result. I came back for round four after seeing the lawns pretty brown in July during the 100 days of hell. And the owner came out and he wanted to hug me. He goes, Kevin, I was expecting to spend $50,000 on overseeding and I have turf that is green as the mountains could be. It was amazing. It was, it blew me away. Hey, Kevin, drive uh, 2,000 miles into the middle of Montana in the middle of a drought and a guy grew out there growing chickpeas that's been through, growing through a drought and just had a banner crop, and you got a guy coming at you that hadn't seen a human ever, and he gives you a hug in the middle of nowhere. And that, that's an uncomfortable feeling. But and that's but, even more important than kids playing soccer. You know that our food there's <laughs> there's food shortages going on because of the poor farmers that are working as hard as my, my family was a farmer, the thousand acre dairy farm. I understand that it's not easy, God and bless and they can't. Yes. They can't fluctuate and raise prices the way we can based on their market due to contractors are locked into and, and they're really sure. they get hurt the more. So I'm happy that it's working in the agricultural side. Kevin, where where are they located? Um, where where did you grow up? Well, I'm in Connecticut. They started here and then all the kids uh, wanted to get into it, so they went down to the Chesapeake Bay Area in Maryland, which is gorgeous. And okay. they have a thousand acre oh, dairy yeah. farm there that they don't have to leave a road to go to any one of their fields. It's just a gigantic big rectangle, which is cool. Um, yeah. So I, I'm under, I understand the agricultural side as well, but using this in conjunction with other products that Doug's going to sell me as a moisture manager is what it sounds like. It sounds like this is really going to help improve the hundred days of hell we go through in July and August in Connecticut, Northeast area. Yeah. Important. Uh, amazing. Yep. All right, Doug. Any, anything else? We're we're uh, we're going long winded. I could talk for days, but um, we we have to <laughs> we have to keep a limit on this. I think all three of us. So so Mark, what you know? Obviously, Doug is a carrier of this product. You know, how easy is yep. it to ship? How easy it to, is it to receive? What size containers can we get this in? You know, from from our standpoint, we sell it in uh, two and a half gallon jugs. You know, which is basically at a, at a pint per acre. You know, that's a five-gallon case is roughly 40, 40 acres. So, for the smaller guys, I don't know if Doug is planning on doing some smaller container sizes. I know he knows sources that'll do that for him. But uh, 
you know, that that's how we're set up basically from our standpoint. And we haven't changed anything because, you know, the majority of our business is big ag. So, but if you guys, guys that want to order it in 275 gallon totes, like, uh, and not to, it's just guys, just the fun stuff. When I first started, I went out and I called on golf courses and they'd buy two cases. And I went and called on my first big vegetable farm. They ordered two 275 gallon totes. Guess what? I learned about vegetable farms real quick. So, <laughs> <laughs> so long story short, not, not to poke any fun at it, but that's just the way we've stayed. But Doug has all the, the means and all of our products available at his, at his disposal. And he also has a way to get smaller sizes if, if needed. One more quick question uh, before we start closing sure. things out. Any issues with shelf life once mixed uh, agitation? Obviously, when we're going out with a product, we're going to be agitating. But if there's product left over from the, let's say, a Friday and you're going to go back out on a Monday, any issues with that as long as it's agitated properly? Yeah, depending. As long as they're compatible, I wouldn't have a problem with that. I wouldn't leave them in there too long because you're going to learn that kytosin mixed with the citric acid will start cleaning tanks. And the longer you leave it in there, you may come back and that tank will be really, really clean. And you might find some of those retains coming out of that tank stuck in your nozzle. Ooh, you good. might not be happy. Got it. Okay. So, so, I mean, it just goes back that to... That would be the only drawback. It, go, it helps with good habits, too, of obviously properly cleaning your equipment and tanks ahead of time to make sure, sure. one, there's no cross-contamination in whatever you do, but also right. to make sure that you don't get locked up over the weekend. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> Exactly. You don't know how good of a weekend it's going to be. All right, Doug. What? What do you? Yeah. What do you have, Doug? Anything? No, nope, I think we pretty much covered everything. Um, you know, I think all three of us could probably talk about this for about the entire weekend. So, sure. Um, you know, it's a. Uh, you know, maybe maybe in a few months from now we'll have a comeback visit with Mark and uh, uh, go over some success stories and all that kind of stuff and talk about even a couple of the other products that they have. So. Sure. Um, I think we should sure, wrap sure, it sure. up, right? Perfect. Thank you so much, guys, for the opportunity to speak with you. And, uh, you know, anybody who wants to talk to me, just you can get my number from Doug or Kevin, however you want to do it. Yeah, no, we Perfect. really, really appreciate this time, Mark. I mean, one, safe travels back to your home, home state. Um, we will have your information um, via the contact, uh, the notes in, in this broadcast off of Spotify. So, um, you know, make Thank sure... You guys that if you are listening to this i i think this is probably one of the most valuable ones we've done so far just because maybe i'm geeking out about the biology but i think it's going to give us <laughs> the best results in our field moving forward and become extremely better stewards of the environment and turf managers so remember to like share subscribe share this on everyone we started an instagram page which took the old guy a little while to get going but it's out there make sure you spread that around and again, we thank you very much for listening, and we hope to have Mark back very soon. Remember, it's O2YS. Everything's going to be in there, and let's make our crops a little bit better. Have a great day. It's O, o Roman numeral two. All right. See ya. We hope you enjoyed today's episode of the Turf Nutrition and Management Podcast. We are always interested in topics you would like us to dig a little deeper into. You can submit a topic or a question down below in the comments. Please remember to like, subscribe, and share with friends, and also turn on the notification bell as we continue to talk all things turf and help each other become better turf managers.